0: Welcome to God Day, I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church and uh, today I just want to share with you uh, about a very important event that I believe is not preached about enough, we don't think about it enough and yet this is such an important uh, event because one day we will all stand before the Lord Jesus and we will have to give an account for our life and uh, we will receive eternal rewards um, based on on that judgment. So this is a judgment of our works and we're gonna see that the, the timing of this is straight after the rapture. The Bible says that when Jesus returns, he is going to resurrect the dead in Christ and he's gonna rapture those of us who are still alive and we will all rise to meet the Lord in the air. That's in 1 Thessalonians 4. And then he will take us back to heaven, and there we will stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. And one picture of this is actually is from the Olympics because when the Olympics, uh, say somebody, they would run their race, and after running their race, those who had, who had won, who had run their race very well, They would go up, rise up high where the emperor was sitting on his judgment seat. It was called the bema. And then they would receive their rewards. And um, it's, it's, it's like that. Now, this is a judgment, not on our sins. Because, of course, if we have received Christ, our sins have already been judged on Christ, and so we have salvation. So this is not a judgment for our salvation, but this is a judgment for our eternal rewards. And so our life in Christ will, will face the light of God's examination, and everything that is not of value, that is worthless, will be burnt away, and everything that is of God that we have produced in our life will, will stand the test, and that will be the basis for our eternal reward. So although it's not a judgment of our sins, of course, if you have, when we sin, we put ourselves out of fellowship with God, and so we cannot produce anything of value for God while we're out of fellowship with God. So our sins definitely affect our rewards in a negative way, even though it's not a judgment on our sins. So I want to to take you through the main passages of Scripture that talk about this so that you may be prepared for this great day that could happen at any time. First of all, I just want to point out that the judge is Jesus Christ himself. Uh, In John 5.22 it says that the Father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the Son, that's Jesus, so that all should honour the Son just as they honour the Father. We should honour Jesus, the Son, as God, just as we honour the Father as God. He who does not honour the Son as God does not honour the Father who sent him. And so in verse 27, Jesus said, the Father has given the Son... Authority to execute judgment, praise God, particularly because he's the Son of Man. Jesus understands what it's like to be a man, and so that qualifies him to judge us. Um, This judgment will take place at the rapture, at our resurrection. Luke 14, 14, he says, when you give a reception, invite the poor, the crippled, blind, lame, and you'll be blessed since they do not have the means to repay you. You know, if... Sometimes you should do good, even for those who you won't get any benefit back from. And he says, you will get a benefit, though, because you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. In other words, you will receive a reward for every act of love. When will it happen? At the resurrection of the righteous when all the righteous, all the believers, are resurrected. And Jesus said in Revelation 22, 12, he said, Behold, I'm coming quickly. That's the rapture. And my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. So at the rapture, you will receive a reward according to your works. So again, it's not to do with your salvation, but it's to do with the a judgment of your works for your eternal reward. And, um, and so let's have a look at the major passages. The first one is in Romans 14, 10 to 13. Let's look at that. It says, why do you judge your brother? Why do you co- show contempt for your brother? For we, we believers, shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So that's saying all believers are gonna be raptured and all believers are then going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So if Jesus is the judge, what are you doing judging your brother? In other words, you're, you're not qualified to judge their motives. Now we can judge people's actions and say That's, that was right, that was wrong, but we are not to be their judge, and we are not qualified because we don't look into their heart. We can judge actions, but we're not to judge people, we're not to judge their motives and we are to be merciful, because then we will receive mercy at the judgment seat of Christ. If we are judgmental, as it were, and we want to be those who punish them for, their, uh, for what they've done, then we will receive a stricter judgment at that time. Verse uh, 11 says, for it is written, uh, as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess to God. That's quoted in Philippians 2 again about Jesus and uh, that he, every knee will bow to him at that judgment seat. We will, we will um, be in submission to him. It's from Isaiah 45, 23 where it actually talks about that this is a judgment by Jehovah. And in the New Testament says this is actually going to be done by Jesus Christ. So this is a claim that Jesus is God himself. And so he says, so then uh, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. So at the judgment seat of Christ we will give an account of ourselves to Jesus, it says, but it says to God. So Jesus is God. And he, know, God, knows everything. Jesus will look into our hearts, into our lives. He knows everything better than us. And we will receive this searching inspection of all our works. And, uh, and so that ought to put, produce the fear of God in us. And then he concludes in verse 13, Therefore, let us not judge one another any more. Rather, resolve not to put a stumbling block in our brother's way so we should rather than what he's saying here is since you're going to face the judge soon you shouldn't be spending your life pointing your finger at everyone else you need to have the fear of the lord and look to yourself and make sure that you're not a stumbling stumbling block to other people because your life isn't right rather than spending all your time pointing out everyone else's mistakes and sins because it's going to be embarrassing for you in that day because you haven't paid proper attention to whether you are following the Lord properly. And so just imagine you're in a law court where you know, you're waiting for the judge to appear and you decide, oh, well, I can't wait any longer. And you get up and you sit in the judge's seat and you start handing out judgments on everyone present. And then the judge steps in and says, what are you doing there? Being playing the judge. Uh, don't you imagine that you will then receive a very strict judgment when the real judge actually starts handing out the judgments. Well, that's the first passage. The second passage is in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 9 to 11. It says, We make it our aim to be well-pleasing to him, to Christ. For we, we believers, must all You can't escape this appointment. You have an appointment with Jesus Christ of one-to-one and you cannot escape this. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So it's Christ who is the the judge. That each one may receive a reward. Praise God, this is a judgment for rewards. Uh, For the things done in the body. Notice it's not for salvation, it's for reward. Based on what you have actually done in the body again it's not so much your intentions but what you've actually done in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad in other words uh, uh, what be clearer in another passage in fact um, in 1 corinthians he makes it clear that works that we do they he's not talking about sins but he's talking about our works can either be of quality like gold, silver, precious stones, or they can be bad, that is, of inferior quality, wood, hay, and stubble. Some works we do in obedience to God, other works we just do in the flesh, and, and really we do them for selfish reasons rather than because we're loving and serving the Lord. And so there will be a quality test on those works, and only those good works will actually Genuinely good works will pass the test. Then he concludes in verse 11, he says, "'Knowing therefore the fear of the Lord, we persuade men.'" And so he says, this, this produces in Paul, and should produce in us, the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, to realize that God sees everything. God sees into our hearts. He sees our motives. He sees everything we do and one day everything that is being hidden will be brought to the light and we will stand before god for inspection you know that made paul say whoa and that motivated him to to persuade men to share the gospel and and to do god's will praise god and hopefully meditating on these things will inspire you to live your best day for the lord today Make it a real God day. Uh, Well, let's go to the third passage. It's in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2 to 5. It says, it's required in stewards. Now, a steward is a manager. We are all stewards. That means a manager of God's resources. Do you realize that you do not own your money, really? You are just a steward of God's money. It all belongs to him. And one day, he'll ask you to give an account for how you have used your money. Likewise, you are just a steward of the gifts that God gives you. You're, you can't claim credit for your gifts. You are given them, and you're given them for a time, and once that time is up, you will have to give an account for how you have used your time, your gifts, and even we don't own ourselves, to be tr- honest. We belong to God. We own nothing, God allows us to possess and enjoy things, but we don't even own ourselves, we belong to God. And so God will bring to us to account as to how we have uh, used our life that God has given us. And so we are, the one thing that God's looking for most of all, it says, it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. Are you being faithful to God in the way you spend your time, in the way you use your money, and so forth. That's what God is looking for, is faithfulness. And Paul says, but with me it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. In other words, any judgment that that Paul makes about himself is only provisional. He tries to live with a clear conscience, but he knows in the end, his own knowledge, even of himself, is limited. Only God, only Christ, knows perfectly what's in our heart. And only He is competent to, to judge us. So Paul, of course, is, is receiving a lot of criticism, and uh, he's not going to let that. He's saying, "I'm, I'm going to live with a clear conscience, but uh, ultimately, only God is qualified to judge you know, and so when you get criticised a lot, maybe you're in the public eye, you know, take that a bit with a pinch of salt because in the end it doesn't matter what they think about you, but what does God think about you, that's what matters in the end. And uh, and so do your best to live unto God and if he's pleased with you that's all that matters. And so, um, It says, it's a small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. What he means is, he he tries to live with a clear conscience, but ultimately only Christ is competent to judge him and what he's done. For I know nothing against myself. He says, I have a clear conscience, yet I'm not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. My conscience might tell me I'm doing the right thing, but it could be that, I'm wrong. Uh, only the Lord is the righteous judge. Therefore, he says, judge nothing before the time, the time of judgment. And when is this time of judgment? He says, until the Lord comes. So, when the Lord comes in the rapture, that is the time when you will stand before him in the judgment seat of Christ and give an account. So, that could happen at any time. So, we have to live ready to meet the Lord. And then it says, when the Lord comes, he will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. In other words, everything we've done, men have only seen the outside of it. But God is going to reveal the motives behind the actions because the correct judgment on any work that you do is by what's the motive behind it. So you might have done something that everyone applauds but actually it was all done for self it was done for selfish reasons and so um, that will all be revealed the motivation so it's so important that we get before god and ask god to purify our hearts so that our motives are right you know because all of that's going to be brought to the light in that day and if the motive is bad the whole work has no value and will receive no reward so he says God will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels or the motives of the hearts then each one's praise will come from God God will give the praise accordingly and and it says about believers that we live for the praise of God we we're not so concerned with the praise of the world we want the praise of God we want God to say to us well done good and faithful servant. That's what a believer lives for, his praise, or his reward, in other words. God will give us a reward according to our works, according to our faithfulness. And so I believe that this is the meeting. Some people think that they should pay all their preparation time on getting ready to meet the Antichrist, and so their whole focus is on the Antichrist. And, and so on but i believe the meeting we need to prepare for is a much more important meeting which is the meeting with jesus christ himself when he will bring all things to the light and reveal the motives of our hearts and and so it it says in hebrews 4:13 there is no creature hidden from his sight and uh, it says but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account so jesus he sees everything so let us let us ask god to search our hearts now see that's the clever thing the bible says that we need to judge ourselves lest we be judged you see we have a choice if we spend our lives judging everyone else and focused on where everyone else is wrong to make us kind of feel better that we're not so bad after all because look at all those bad stuff the other people doing and some preachers they spend most of their preaching time criticizing other preachers that's their competition they 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 are you know missing the point we we need to because if we judge ourselves we will not be judged if we open ourselves up to the light now and let God search our hearts and our motives and purify our motives praise God, then we will actually not face a strict judgment then because we've already opened up to the light now and we've let God cleanse us and we will not receive the wrong kind of judgment at that time where we will see all our so-called good works burnt away. Uh, And so let's judge ourselves. Let's bring our hearts to the light right now. Let God search you and cleanse you from from wrong motives. And and then your judgment at that time will be a much better and more enjoyable experience. Well, the fourth major passage is 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10 to 15. And uh, it says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying, I've come, I've preached the gospel to you, I've laid the foundation which is Jesus Christ, and if you have received Jesus Christ, that foundation which is your salvation is now established you you're saved you've put your trust in Christ he's the foundation and now you are like a building he's saying you're the temple of god and the foundation is in place who is jesus christ but now he says be careful how you build your life on that on that foundation you build your life on the foundation of jesus christ Hallelujah, that he, he is your Lord and your Savior, but be careful how you build, because if you build your life now, um, even if it looks like a Christian life, if you're doing it in your own strength and you're doing things for selfish reasons, you're actually using inferior building materials, when the judgment comes, they'll just all be burnt away. That's what we're going to see. Verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, ah, that's the good stuff. Gold is the divine nature. Silver represents redemption. Precious stones, I believe these are works that are done in obedience to Christ. Every time you obey Christ, in love for Christ, you hear him tell you to do something and you obey him. That's a precious stone in your crown. The gold is the divine nature, the Holy Spirit within you. When, you. when you walk in the Spirit and you produce those good works, that's gold. Silver is from your redemption. That out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for you. You just want to please him. The, these are works of silver. These works will stand for all eternity. But he then says, some works are wood, hay, and straw. This is inferior materials that will not stand the test they're perishable and so in when they are judged they will be destroyed some people seem to be producing massive works but they will be wood hay and straw They, they will disappear because they are all done for the wrong reasons but he says on that day everyone's work will become clear God's going to reveal their true nature we can't tell it right now. Some ministries, you know, are wood, hay, and straw. Others are, are gold, silver, precious stones. With the physical eye, now you can discern it in the spirit, but with the physical eye, you, you, you may not tell the difference. Uh, but in that day, it will all be revealed. What we've just done because we want to make a name for ourselves, or what we do because we're obeying God will all become clear. And it says, why? Because that day, the day of judgment, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. The fire of God is going to go through. God is a consuming fire, and the fire will test each one's work. And so the question is, will that work stand the test of fire? It depends what sort of material it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it, on the foundation, endures, he will receive a reward. So the picture is that this fire is going to go through and every work that we do is just wood, hay and straw will totally destroy that work. But that which is gold, silver, precious stones, that will survive the test because these works are truly of God. And your reward will be based on what remains after that fire has gone through. Do you remember it says that Jesus' eyes are like a flame of fire. Jesus will look and search into our lives and our works with his eyes of fire and they will burn up and they will destroy everything. That is not of him. That is of the flesh, as it were. That is of bad quality. So it's the quality that really matters rather than the quantity. You know, it's... It, it, we need to seek God and then let God lead us what we should do in our lives, because it's the quality that counts more than the quantity. And, um, and then he says, if anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss. In other words, when, if, if, our, if our work that part of our work that is wood, and we've all got some wood, hay and stubble, and that part that is burnt will suffer loss. Not of salvation, but will suffer loss of reward. That, that work will deserve no reward. Uh, but this is not a judgment for punishment, by the way. This is judgment for reward. So, but we will lose reward for those works that are done from the wrong motive and. Trusting in ourselves rather than trusting in God, because whatever's not of faith is sin. But notice he says, but he himself will be saved. So we'll suffer loss of reward, but the person will be saved. I mean, even if he's genuinely saved, even if most of his works are wood, hay and stubble, when the fire goes through, he still will be saved, yet so as through fire. So it won't necessarily be a pleasant experience to, for one's whole life to be examined in this way. Uh, and only which God can produce in us will actually stand the test. So we truly have to draw close to God and, and let his good works flow out of us because the fire is going to test. But, this, but we will still be saved. Praise God. Uh, And so I believe that this is very important, that if we truly get this, we're going to stop, you know, sticking our noses into everyone else's business. Uh, I'm reminded of the Apostle Peter uh, in John 21, when when Peter says to Jesus, what about this man? What about John? What's he going to do? And he's like, and Jesus basically says to him, mind your own business. What's that got to do with you? You follow me, Peter. In other words, don't be everyone else's judge, but judge yourself. Am I following the Lord with all my heart? Am I loving God today? I don't have time to be everyone else's critic. I need to focus on following the Lord. Because in that day, if I have been, as it were, critical, judgmental, looking for faults in everyone else, it says that i will actually receive a stricter judgment in that day but it says if we are merciful to others then we will receive mercy in that judgment we need to live our life in in you know with the understanding that at any time we're going to stand before the judgment seat of christ and we're going to receive our rewards i these are eternal rewards these are the degree of glory you'll have in eternity, the degree of authority, the, the degree of opportunity to serve God. Um, all of these uh, things, you every day matters because they affect your eternity. And so that motivates me, I don't know about you, it motivates me to live my life fully for the Lord, to please Him so that I'm ready for that awesome day when I'll stand before Him.